Hey, what's up? It's Health Coach Lou, and thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. This episode has been sponsored by TheWonderSpray.com. See, The Wonder Spray is an incredible product for disinfection, deodorizing, first aid, wound healing, skin care, and allergy symptom relief. Go pick up a bottle at www.thewonderspray.com. Use the promo code CLFS and get free shipping off your first delivery. Again, that is www.thewonderspray.com, promo code CLFS, and get free shipping. All right, y'all. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you for watching the Healthy Project podcast. I have a great guest in the building today. We have Katie Milioni with My Habits. Katie, thank you so much for being on with me today. Uh, the pleasure is mine, Corey. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, you take uh, time uh, for me and uh, for uh, my endeavor and my vision, my habits. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Well, you know, let's, let's kind of start there. You know, tell me, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what you do and how you got started. Yes. Um, no, um, my background is uh, clinical research and uh, I spent many years uh, doing uh, clinical research and development. I have worked uh, more than 20 years in uh, pharmaceutical industry. I was uh, a medical director. So um, we, my team and myself worked uh, establishing uh, new drugs for various therapeutic areas. Um, I worked with uh, patients, but actually, for, as my role was within the, the industry, I was, not, uh, I was not able to talk to, to patients. However, we were running a clinical study on a diabetics drug, and um, we had one patient, uh, Varvara, who was uh, the most disciplined one. Uh, she was, you know, uh, taking the time to attend all the, the, the visits uh, to the clinic. One day, though, I received a phone call from her uh, telling me that uh, that's it. Uh, she quit it uh, from the clinical study and she's going to do a bariatric surgery. And uh, I was surprised, as you can understand, and I said, you are going to do that and uh, you were convinced that's great of course for you but uh, so she, she started crying and she said um yeah I'm, I'm very happy very pleased that my endocrinologist suggested to me that um my last um attempt to stop the diabetes and regain my life was actually the bariatric surgery but i'm afraid katie how am i going to um, comply with uh, children's recommendations because they explained to me this is a new life but 30% of the surgery depends on the surgery itself 70% depend on behavior change that was my starting point of digging deeply into behavior change I'm not a behavior change uh, scientist I'm a clinical researcher I'm done I have done pharmacology uh, clinical studies in Europe and in San Francisco but uh, I attended uh, the founder Institute of entrepreneurial workshop and uh, I started digging deeply 
Um, I founded uh, a research lab with Olga, who is a behavior scientist and with other behavior scientists around the globe, mainly from Europe. And uh, we developed the first version of uh, my habits. And that was the starting point, Corey. Wow. Patients who just called me from participating in a clinical study and she changed my life. Because I have quitted my job into the industry and I have um, uh, de devoted all my work and time in, into my habits. Wow, so it, it started with, with one person excited about being able to get rid of, you know, improve her diabetes and improve her life, but scared to death about how she was going to maintain it. Yes, yes. And, and of course, um, these, th these things don't happen like that, you know? Um, during my job, as I told you, um, I was responsible for reviewing all the informed consent for various clinical studies. I was medical director in, say, number one, pharmaceutical company, I will not name it, but um, you know, I, I was responsible with my team, my team and myself reviewing the informed consent. Um, one day, I, I remember I entered my colleagues' uh, uh, offices and they said, come on guys, how did you read this informed consent for, it was for a cancer, for a, a, an anti-cancer drug. Are you going to sign ever if you had uh, Answer. I mean, this this informed consent, 15 pages, and um, I was I was really um, astonished by the fact uh, that all these people who participate in the clinical trials sign all this informed consent. I felt like you know we owe to them. So um, before uh, Varvara calling me, I was um, attending at the European Forum uh, for Patients Associations, and. Um, I was also um, getting, uh, having a lot of discussions with patients, regulators. You know, this was, of course, um, the framework of my role as medical director. So it was a consequence of uh, all the work I have been doing in, in the industry. It was the fact that I had an admiration of all these patients. Uh, thanks to them, we have aspirin, we, we have all these drugs available to us. and. I think we didn't do enough for them. So this was something, you know, um, burning in, in my mind, in my heart, uh, this appreciation of their time, of their concern, of, of, of the time they had to, to, um, uh, to devote to participating in a clinical study. It was, I don't know if, if you, you, maybe you have never participated in a clinical study, so you can't imagine the time the energy, the emotion um, that you have to put into participating in a clinical study. Right. And you are not paid, you do that involuntarily. So the adherence to, um, to a clinical study is immense, is, um, is, is something that uh, nobody else can imagine if the ones who have already participated. So I was, uh, I am, I was emotionally very much connected to all these patients who couldn't really um, meet them because of my role. So that's why I say they are patients participating in clinical studies. They are, they are data with the soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're, they're taking their time and their, their effort and trying to help you and they're trying to help themselves. And I'm, I'm sure it's, it's a, 
it is physically, mentally, and emotionally draining at times. Yeah, very, very, very. And nobody, even in the industry, we, we rarely talk about this, about, we, about how much we owe to all these people around the globe. Yeah. So, so this, this started like that, and um, uh, I'm grateful to Varvara, who now, of course, participates in our company. Uh, she, she's she's member. She's the person. Um, she, she's let's say the patient support officer, the patient advocacy officer. So she talks to other people who who join my habits, and uh, we, we in the in my habits team, we are really grateful to have Varvara and me personally to have met her. Yeah, that that's very cool that she's a part in it and able to um, help other people get get through yeah. this because she has that yes. experience. Exactly. Yeah, and I feel like with with behavior change and be and changing habits, it's always nice to hear from someone that has been through what you're about to go through, especially with um, the surgery that you guys kind of uh, focus on with bariatric yeah. surgery. You know, you know, Corey. Um, Sometimes when uh, when we have meetings and you know we have to discuss how we're going to do and what else and uh, she um, she tells us about what discussions she had with other uh, new habiteers uh, who joined uh, my habits who downloaded my habits. Uh, I mean she talks with passion and enthusiasm and, and uh, feeling grateful as well. So much better than um, Olga who is the co-founder and myself. So. Uh, <laughs> I'm really very happy. I love her. Yeah, someone they can connect to. So, you know, I would like to, you know, Katie, really dive into the My Habits application because it sounds like you guys had, this is, is this your kind of second phase of it or kind of where are you at with the application or would you like to talk about that more? Yeah. Um, yes. Um, we have been working since um, 2016, 2017, actually. Um, we have uh, we have established the first version, uh, and this is the one we used to make the first proof of concept study. Uh, so um, the proof of concept study had uh, been uh, undergone here in Athens in two university clinics and center of excellence for for bariatric and metabolic surgery. Uh, we have gone. We have um, taken the first uh, results. And um, then um, we underwent into a systemic literature review study. Uh, and um, this helped us uh, really focus on what are the elements of behavior change that we have to implement really the second and the, f and the final version of my habit. So we came down to, to scale and change, improve. Uh, the alpha uh, version of my habits and incorporated three elements the digital companion the uh, self-monitoring uh, aspects and the gamification elements all these uh, features uh, came out uh, from our literature review uh, which were actually was published in uh, the journal of the american preventive medicine in may or june i think 2019. So it was just last last year. It was published. Um, so now uh, we are really um, on the second phase. Uh, we are we are live. We are available. Habits is available in uh, the marketplaces of Google Play and App Store. 
50 euros uh, for actually right now it's 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 forever for the for the ones who download it now um we have um around 600 people uh, who have done bariatric and metabolic surgery uh, and have downloaded here in greece and in czech republic because in czech republic our the professor professor martin friend is director of uh, the ips of the international federation for the surgery of obesity is also our consultant. And, uh, my habit is already translated in four languages, um, available in, in four languages is of course English, Greek, Czech and Portuguese. Um, I don't know, should I continue or you want me to ask a question or maybe uh, you want no, me? Keep, keep going, whatever, I mean, we got, yeah. I, we, I want people to kind of understand what, what you're doing, I think yes. for, so, you know, as I mentioned before, our target is people with obesity who undergo bariatric and metabolic surgery in order, of course, um, to um, lose their weight. We talk about morbid obesity, BMI over 40, or BMI uh, um, bigger or equal to 35, but with uh, comorbidity diseases, let's say diabetes, like Varvara. So, um, in our team, we have behavioral scientists, we, we have bariatric surgeons, and we have um, uh, patients, people like Varvara. We, uh, the mechanism of action of, uh, of my habit is really, uh, it, it acts really like a behavioral vaccine. The term is not ours, we have not invented this term. Uh, there are research papers uh, that already discuss about behavioral drug and behavioral vaccine. What, um, what happens right now is uh, the surgeons, uh, bariatric surgeons, uh, that are our clients, our partners, I recommend my habits immediately after the surgery uh, to their patients. So what, what, for example, Varvara has done, and uh, she's so happy and grateful for my habits, um, there is a digital companion, we name, we name uh, this companion Lino or Lina, and uh, this, this companion helps them throughout the journey. As we have discussed in the past, Corey, and you have many uh, times mentioned it, change is a process, Absolutely. it's not an event. Absolutely. So we agree completely, you are, you are, you are a fan of behavior change, and many times you approach the subject very well. So um, it's a process and it's a journey. So I don't know if you have watched our video, but uh, we kind of use the metaphor like um, the adherence to the surgeon's recommendations post-surgery. It's, like, it's like, you know, journey with a train. And, uh, and uh, when you enter this train of my habits uh, in order to reach your goal, which of course, not to lose your weight because during the surgery you, you, you have already for sure you are going to lose your weight. Problem is, uh, as Professor Fried said, 30% uh, is the surgery uh, and is, um, is about the success of the surgery and 70% behavior change. What we want uh, for the people who joined us, who jump into the train, mm -hmm. is not to take their weight after three or four years be vaccinated with the right uh, behavioral uh, behaviors 
with the right development, developing skills that we want to establish with these people. Right. I have right. it so urges uh, people like Varvara and with the help of Lina Orlina, the digital companion, who is there not to stigmatize, not to judge, just to remind, me, remind them, to set the cues that behavior science applies in order to take the frequent meals uh, that their surgeon told them. Because, you know, they are not hungry. They're not hungry. So they forget to eat. So Lino is there to remind them, you know, you know, Lino and Lina is those people, you know? Yeah. yeah. Digital companions. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lina and Lina. So, you know, Lino and Lina, uh, I will make an interruption, um, comes from the word lean, you know, lean. Don't want them to be lean. They become lean because of the surgery. So, um, come back to our to, to our uh, to our discussion. So, um, Ino and Lina send the reminders, you know, personalized reminders, depending on the time. For example, everybody takes their breakfast to have frequent meals. You know, they might take six, seven, eight because they eat small bites. You know, very small bites, um, and they remind them also. To learn how to eat with awareness, yeah. And uh, because after the surgery, it's like a new self. It's somebody else. You, you, you know, you, you can imagine that. Yeah. You know, after yeah. after doing the surgery, it's it's like a newborn, like a newborn. You know. Yeah. So they they, yeah. they they start to learn how to eat. Because in the first phase, they, they, they drink only liquids, then they take blended food, and then they come to my habits where they eat solid food. So we, we present the plate, the healthy plate, the four categories. So they, 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 they start to be educated, but they are educated themselves with the slight support of digital companions. So they learn uh, to fill the plate with all the categories, with proteins, especially proteins. Uh, carbohydrates and fat and veggies and fruits, etc. So then they learn uh, by using our hunger scale how the feeling is of post eating. So then they learn how if one food category or one food is not good for them, they make them feel, you know, very, very heavy or full. So then they learn not to eat this food. So um, they really take management of, of themselves. Uh, so it's a fre frequency of meals, how their plate is filled. They must take at least 60 grams of proteins because of the, of the surgery. They, they know, they learn how to, how to feel about specific foods, so they, their emotions and their feelings. And then we enter uh, using the gamification elements when they earn 180 points. There's a stage two. Uh, opening up uh, where they start to, uh, to record the uh, actions based on the four categories, exercise, self-control, relationships, body image. So my habit is about two stages. Stage one, about healthy eating habits. Stage two, about lifestyle changes in, in domains that I just described a minute ago. So when a patient goes, undergoes bariatric surgery, yeah. what, what does he do or she do? 
they delegate their control, they delegate their choice, the surgeons. My habits aim is after the journey, when they, when they uh, get down, get off the train, be autonomous, gain back their control in life. And they can, and they can do it. Right. We know that they can do it. Yeah, I really like that approach, uh, Katie, as you guys are taking with the the platform, because you know when I see when I see patients in my office that have had the surgery before and maybe gained some weight back or just kind of lost control, they they didn't have a resource like that to kind of help them understand what the, what they need to do along the way after surgery. They knew everything before surgery and why it would benefit them and things they should do. But once the surgery was there and over with, and that 70% that they had to really focus on became pretty, pretty loud and important, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, now what? And I, and I know a, a lot of them have had some kind of counseling afterward, or maybe were handed like a, yes, a, yes. a folder or something of what to do, but they didn't have a companion or something with them yeah. where they can have that. Yeah. You know, Corey, um, I'm very happy you bring it up, of course, due to your experience. Um, we don't say that, you know, it's only this digital tool, that's it. No, no, no. There are, there are people um, that want, want synergy of tools, a synergy of approaches, and um, some other not. So it's, it's completely personalized. We say that you can take my habits because surgeons recommend it because actually it helps also their work. Right. So that's why our business model is through recommendations uh, from physicians, from surgeons, because it's very difficult when you have to redo the bariatric surgery. Then the complications are very, very, very serious and it gets very tough for the surgeons and of course for the patients themselves themselves to redo, redo um, uh, uh, to do the surgery, so they, it's actually it's actually like helps them. It's it's a, it's a weapon into um, surgeons, um, you know, uh, surgery success. Don't discuss about uh, the people, the patients, the people, the people who have undergone a bariatric surgery because it um, um, establishes the new development skills, the new habits forever, right. for a healthier, happier life. Self-management becomes more and more important in, in health right now um, because we cannot have uh, more physicians, more beds. I mean, health systems are really do struggle, especially now in the COVID in the COVID nineteen era. Everybody uh, requires more and more and more from from the health system. But how much can this health system dare to do? So, self-management is is a new approach. I think it's it's here to stay and. We want to have autonomous self-care patients. Yeah. This is our goal. This is our vision, actually. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that there's a, just a bigger spotlight on platforms and like my habits because of COVID-19, right? Because <laughs> self-management, management of your care is so, it's always been important, but now we understand how important it is because of what currently is going on with the pandemic. So like yeah. with, have you noticed with anybody that's using your platform, what are, what are some of the key 
I guess, tool they're using? What was kind of the, are there any like points that people, I guess when they, when they go through the surgery and they download my habits, is there one specific area you, you're finding people that are struggling with behavior change that they're using with the platform? Or is it just kind of there, everything is built to be used all, all together? Yeah. Um, I, I, I will try to, to, um, to, to answer your questions. Um, we noticed that um, there is a difficulty in record keeping. No? Record keeping, I mean, we must input data. Right. Must, must input data. But um, some people, for example, say that, oh, you know, I, I'm, I'm very busy. Uh, I have two kids. I have work. I have to cook. I'm not able to write down because um, I, I don't know if it was clear, but maybe I have to, I have to uh, point it that you must, of course, uh, input data. Your data me means that you must enter after the digital companion reminds you to take your breakfast, you must enter from what category of foods your breakfast was. For example, it was, I don't know, almond milk and fruits, etc. So you must enter the data. If you don't enter the data, my habits doesn't exist. And you know very well, Corey, because you are a behavior change specialist, that record keeping data input is essential if you want to modify your behaviors. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, th there are thousands of uh, papers, uh, research papers that have really um, pointed that you have to write down. You don't write down, but you, you now you enter into your smartphone, but still you need some time into, into, in, into input your data. Otherwise, um, uh, the smartphone, which is, uh, of course, a smartphone and which in which, of course, we use algorithms, not help you. So... Uh, we noticed so that for some people, men and women, same, I would say, depending on their on, on their time, on their life uh, uh, environment and routines, it's difficult to enter the data. I think this is um, this is the area where they struggle with my habits. Once once they they take up this uh, habit, um, writing down of entering the data, they are very happy. So we face this struggle. Uh, but what behavior is um, the one that people post-surgery uh, struggle? This is, was, I think, your question, yep. correct? Yeah, yeah. That's why. Can you imagine a person who used to eat um, large quantities, large quantities, and uh, now they have to eat uh, very frequently, they have to eat small bites, they struggle with this. After the surgery, yeah, we struggle. And of course, uh, Corey, uh, the most important notion during our interviews, and during our patient focus groups, uh, and especially well, men uh, no, noticed that from a study we are running just right now in, at Imperial College at London that would have done bariatric surgery, but the mind is still the same. So it takes time change, uh, change um, mindset, attitude, and it takes time. You have to practice my habits and all your new behaviors in order your mind not being, not being, you know, feeling like old person really um, was uh, 
salivate, how can I say, when they were seeing a bowl of uh, spaghetti or imagining that they won't eat, still eat spaghetti with meat sauce. So these are, I think, from our experience until today, um, the two biggest struggles of surgery that yeah. the mind has to follow as well. Yeah, I, th I think what you just said, that should be journaled as well. I, I'm, I'm really a big proponent of journaling, especially for people who are trying to learn a new behavior. And I, and I have the same issues with patients I see as well. The way I try to explain journaling their, not only their emotions or what they're eating, um, I mean, sorry, not only what they're eating, but their emotions, because I like to say, when you're starting a new behavior, you're not journaling it. It's like, it's like reading a book without opening it. Like you may know kind of the idea of the book by the title, but if you don't open the book and start reading, you have no idea exactly. what it's about. Excellent. So, yeah. So, yeah. So if you're, if you're not tracking what you're eating or inputting that data, you have no idea how it's affecting your body. You, you know what I mean? Or you don't know how you're feeling about it. So it's really important, especially when you're trying to be change a behavior when you haven't changed that behavior for some of these people who are going through bariatric surgery in years, you know, they just been eating that same way for a long time. So it's, it's very important to input that data. And I don't know your opinion and what is your reflection uh, from what I've said about the struggle that regardless of uh, downloading or not my habits, uh, one month post-surgery mind and Actually, also, if you don't follow the behavior change up or discussions or consultations with a health coach or a behavior consultant, your mind will not change and you will feel emotionally disrupted. You know, you will feel that something is wrong, nothing is wrong, but your brain has to follow your body much bigger. So, and, and uh, kilos and so um, this is very important notion, I believe. I, I agree. I agree. You got, you got to get your mind right. And it's, you got to almost like exercise your mind into a, a whole another pattern of thinking and, and believing and, and doing your life. Your life has changed through that surgery. So yeah. you do some different and, things. You know, and since your body image really changes so drastically, so dramatically fast, you know, you need absolutely to have uh, a digital companion or a, 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 um, a physical, you know, uh, consultant to help you approach this new self uh, that you succeeded to have uh, after the surgery. And remember, the goal, if there is a goal, although we don't start with a goal, you know, how many kilos, because this is it's all, all set because you have done a surgery. So don't talk too much about the call. We talk about the change and the process. And that at the end of the journey, when you get off the train, uh, after um, being at least six months with my habits, uh, you will take back your control. You will be autonomous. This is, and this is really huge. This is a skill that maybe all people we must take, all people we must learn and develop the skill, mm -hmm, you know, absolutely. have our control. And 
we target this audience first. Of course, we have other plans, future plans. We are going to develop further my habits with some new um, features, most probably by mid of next year. Uh, we continue our research in new, in new areas, also uh, with different countries among Europe. Um, and um, this is our vision, really, uh, have all these people, because talk about morbid obesity is about 55 million people worldwide can you imagine this number it's huge yeah so, uh, take back your control feel uh, confident self self your self-efficacy belief is, is very high because the ones who believe that they can take it uh, they can you know they can take back their control they will achieve it this is also based on research. Believe it, you do it. Absolutely. It. Absolutely. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time. If um if anybody wanted to learn more about my habits or learn more about you, where can they where can they find you? Uh, they can uh, email me, katiemyhabits.co, or just entering our website and leave their email. I will be happy, me and my team, answer all questions. We will soon be also uh, doing a marketing activity, a digital marketing activity, US as well. So looking forward to receive news and emails uh, from you. And the pleasure was mine, Corey. The pleasure is mine to oh. have this talk today with you. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much again. Thank you. And everyone, Very nice you. morning. Yes. <laughs> it's a lovely day. Yes, it's a lovely day. And, and thank you guys for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I'll talk to you next time.